Hey everybody, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com coming to you with a podcast about a question we had this week. We, uh, well, this week, all the time, we always get questions. We get tons and tons of questions about crate training. Uh, It's a big deal and it's an important thing with puppies and it's just often a, 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 a sore topic or a hard topic for some people and it's really, really important because in our business, we later rehab dogs with aggression or anxiety, um, whether that comes from fear or is actual aggression. A lot of those problems stem from either not using a kennel altogether and teaching respect for you know property and, and people and space or uh, come because it was used wrong. So usually it's more the other way around. Usually it's more uh, the lack of using them. So this last uh, summer we trained a dog. Someone brought a dog that said, we can't keep this dog if you can't get it to stop killing cats because it killed our cat um, and a couple other cats in the neighborhood. We've got to stop this. And uh, one of the things that came out in the discussion was that they had never kenneled their dog. And so this dog didn't understand boundaries and didn't like cats and um, dead cats because of it. So well, that's what we were fixing. We were helping this dog to uh, get past that part of its life and decide not to kill cats anymore. And a kennel was a key part of that. This was an older dog. So as a puppy, and I say older, I mean like a year and a half. So older than a puppy. For a puppy, of course, of course, this is such an, a key part. And of course, it's such a key part of potty training. But the struggles that people have are often um, the whining in the kennel, um, also the pottying in the kennel and things like that. And I've done a podcast before um, that's been listened to a lot. It's called The Art of Kennel Training, and it's got a question mark after art because there's kind of a science to it and there's kind of an art to it. And it, it's not just an art, but um, it, it's you know a step-by-step thing that we follow, but there's so much troubleshooting. So this is one of the more frustrating things to, to work with and more frustrating for clients to work with because – Oftentimes we can get this to work. Um, sometimes it takes us weeks too. Um, understand that we have hard dogs, and that's maybe one of the bigger problems. Some dogs are hard in the kennel. That's all there is to it. Um, but the lessons learned are still worth it. Other dogs are super simple. I mean, we had a dog from a great breeder here in Utah that came into the board and train last summer. That uh, wow, that dog was nine weeks old and it was perfect in the kennel in a day. That was awesome. We loved it. We, we don't re- usually enjoy um, boarding and training nine-week-old puppies because usually we're cleaning up a lot of messes in the kennel. Like it's, it, They're just barely starting to figure this out. But that dog uh, from that breeder had done really, really well. And uh, the, the breed, knowing the breeder, I, I'm not surprised. She does a real, lot of great things to help those puppies be prepared and to learn potty training even before they go home. So you can do these things even earlier than eight weeks, but most people are getting their dogs at around eight weeks. And uh, usually it's going to take some time. And when it comes to puppies, usually it starts out and it's not very pleasant. Um, there's potty accidents. There's waking up in the middle of the night several times sometimes. And and it's just frustrating. And it, it, it you lack of sleep. It's like having a brand new child where it's just hard. You know, you have to take turns and work on it. We had a neighbor near us that just got a, a puppy, 
and uh, she's been wanting a puppy for a long time. We we love her. She's awesome because and, uh, this is their daughter actually that wanted the puppy. She she will watch our dog when we go on vacation. If there's you know we can't take our dog with us, then um, she'll take care of our dog. We love it. So I'm a little worried that that's not going to happen anymore because she's got her own dog. But we can hope, right? That it'll still be all right. Um, she is my get. Let's see. She's about eleven, twelve years old, and. Uh, she finally, she's the oldest child in their family. They finally got a puppy and we're talking to them about kennel issues that they're having. And she's been up in the middle of the night working with this puppy and learning. Boy, she's going through a learning curve fast. That's for sure. And she just turned to us and said, is it worth it? <laughs> is it worth it? And the answer is yes, it is. It's so worth it. And it, it's hard now, but the the time you put in now pays dividends in the future. So uh, if you're wanting a step-by-step kind of uh, thing on on pot, or sorry on kennel training, then definitely the art of kennel training would be a really good place to start. Um, what I want to talk about today is kind of some of the other things that happen on the outside. Um, some of the other things that we as trainers do to help a dog learn to be good in the kennel. So of course. Um, we, you know, we're probably with a puppy, we're probably going to use food. Food can be a double-edged sword. You have to be careful with, because if it's all about excitement and food, um, and high adrenaline and Hey, yay, party, party, party. Then that probably raises the, the level of excitement and adrenaline and makes it actually harder for your puppy to then, you know, walk away from that kennel because it's like, wait, you just left me hanging with all of, you know, this adrenaline and this hard, um, the, the next minutes are going to be hard in the next hours or, t- you know, like they could, it could go on and on because now the dog doesn't know how to get rid of the energy we just put into them. So yes, we use food, um, particularly with puppies. Of course, we're going to toss some food in there and, and make it a good place to be, but that that's not so important. In fact, we're going to start by taking everything out of it. We don't put, uh, potty pads in the kennel. We don't put, uh, a bed in the kennel to start. We start with just the bare kennel. Why? Because one, it's easier to clean up. And two, uh, we want our dogs to learn that, you know, when you're good in a space, then the good things happen. So we never, you know, we never start by leaving toys in there. They're choking hazards anyway. Um, We kind of just start with nothing. And if they can be good with nothing, then sometimes, you know, you can add something. But if you have to have something and you can't do nothing, that's a problem because you never know if everything's going to be there. And plus, um, as we train, you know, it's going to be a little more stressful because a dog's learning and having to think through things and dogs chew things up and we, we don't want them doing that. So we start with nothing. And what I'm going to do is uh, as a basic setup, and again, the Art of Kennel Training podcast would be really good to listen to. I'm going to start by having them uh, go in the kennel, food right after them, and I'm going to close the kennel, and I'm going to try as quickly as I can um, to teach them to wait at the door of the kennel. How do you do that? You um, you use the door. Dogs don't like things going toward their face, so you start to open it, and you'll watch a dog. They'll, they will just hone in right on the door, the crack in the door, and they'll start heading toward it, and you close the door. Now, the goal isn't to like slam it in their face. Um, you usually don't need to do that depending on the dog. Some dogs are like, really like I'm going and they're just, you're like, Whoa, slow down. But for the most part, you can just kind of start to close it and the dog will stop. 
and then as they stop, you start to open it. They start moving forward, you close it. And that's kind of the the little game to play that they have to learn, you know what, I wait until I'm, a, I'm asked to come out. So we want to get to the point, and this can usually happen within 30 seconds. It's not too hard that your dog is waiting, and then you open the, the, the kennel door, and your dog doesn't come out until you say, okay, or, you know, come on, and you bring that dog out. Now, the dog learns the way I come out of the kennel is I wait. I do something that's calm. Do you see why that would be so important? Think about it. Like if, if a dog is having a problem stressing in the kennel and all we're doing is closing the gate and then opening the gate and the dog runs out, the dog's just saying, open the door. I want to get out. But if we start opening the door and they learn that I have to be calm and collected in order to come out, guess what they're going to do inside for you to get you to open the door? Be calm, composed, and collected. So teach that as soon as you can. It's not hard. It's really fast, but my dogs always wait and the dogs we train always wait at the door of the kennel. We don't just open the door and let them out. They always wait until they're invited out. That's going to bless your life. The other things you need to focus on. Okay. So doing a wait at the door of the kennel, huge. Also focus on the rest of the day. What do you do? I mean, if you're talking with a puppy, a young, young puppy, anywhere from eight to 14 weeks, the majority of the day, they should be spending time in the kennel. Guys, they are growing. Their brain is growing at a way faster rate. They need a lot of rest. And if, you could ask your breeder even, okay? Ask your breeder, what does your dog do? You go, they open the kennel or they go into the room where they are and those dogs get excited. If they're using a kennel, that's awesome. They'll open the kennel and these dogs will come out. They'll go to the bathroom. They'll play for eh, 10, 15 minutes and then they zonk. That's what dogs do. That's what puppies do. And they will usually end up in a big clump of little puppies and they will be asleep. Every single one of them, right? You can have eight dogs in a litter, eight puppies in a litter, and pretty soon every single one of them will be out. And and it won't take long. They need tons of sleep. So you can use that to your advantage. A lot of people worry that they're putting their puppy in the kennel too much. And uh, can you do it? Yeah, but most people don't. Most people end up kind of getting, making their, their little fur baby wired because they're out too much. Same thing like with a kid. If you're keeping them awake so that you can get them to sleep when you want, uh, they're probably going to get a little wired. Now, I'm all for sleep schedules, even with our kids. We have seven kids, and uh, one of the reasons we have seven kids is because they sleep well. My wife's a genius at this. She really works with it. But we're not going to wake a kid up. That's just not us. That's that's old thinking, in my opinion. And I'm not going to wake a puppy up to try and have them be ready for bedtime. They're going to learn soon enough to kind of form to what I do um, because that's how it's going to work in their in their routine. So the rest of the day is huge. Are they getting enough exercise? Um, when I say that as a puppy, really, I, I mean, you're taking them, they go out to the bathroom and then maybe you train with them a little bit, play with them for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and they're going back in the kennel. That, they don't need very much exercise as a puppy, of course, we want to get them outside. We want them to see the world. But really, from eight weeks to 14 weeks, you don't need to do a ton of that. All the socialization that you need to do can happen pretty much at home in those months or those weeks. So the rest of the day, you know, get them thinking using their head and do a lot of boundary commands and follow through 100%. So when I say boundary commands, you're starting to teach them things like a sit and a down And then you're just barely adding minuscule amounts of time, milliseconds, 
okay? Those milliseconds are like, you know, we teach a dog to do a down, and at first, all I'm doing going for is a down. And then I'm going to start teaching them to do, uh, to stay in that down a little for a second, and then I'm going to say, okay, and back up and give them food, and we're going to teach them to do, we always do an implied stay, but you can even use the, the word stay and start to teach that, where the dog learns if I hold still, then I'm going to get something. See, that's really beneficial to teach because that will start to transition into that kennel time as well. If I hold still and be calm, maybe good things are coming. That's what we want to do. We want to teach them that. If you're really loosey-goosey with all your commands and you're kind of like, ah, whatever, just let the dog do whatever, no structured time outside of the kennel, um, most of the time people are worried about, is my dog getting enough playtime? Trust me, that's just, playtime is easy. That's not the hard part. So the more structured you can make it, we take a puppy out, they go to the bathroom, um, we'll do some healing for two minutes or something like that, uh, do some sit down, uh, come commands, work with the leash, uh, just little teeny things that you're not going to do training for more than like 10 minutes with a puppy that age that are really young. And then they go back and they zonk in the kennel and it's the same spot and they sleep there and it's great. It's awesome. So the more, be more structured if you want to get rid of whining in the crate. Um, not just more time in the crate, but more structured outside of the crate will be huge. Um, ask, you're going to ask them to do a lot in other areas like that. You're going to ask them to give you more. Again, as puppies, we're happy with a second. We're happy with two seconds. And as weeks go on, we're going to build that to where you're, you've got a four-month-old dog that can do you know, 15 minutes of a down command or more, but at least, you know, you're just working toward, um, more and more time, but slowly with success and, and take those wins where you can take them, push the boundary a little bit, but not too far. The time boundary, uh, keep pushing it, but not too far. Cause we don't want them to mess up. We want them to say, Oh, I waited longer and I got it. I waited a minute and I got it. I waited two minutes and it came so worth it. Okay. That's what we're aiming for. Um, it is going to take time. So to be honest and to be fair, we have dogs that come to us that we do a three-week board and train with as an older dog, and those dogs uh, get good at the kennel the last few days. Like, those are hard, those are hard board and trains. Um, and some dogs are going to have more anxiety. The kennel is, shouldn't be a, a, a place of anxiety. We want it to be calm. We want it to be a good spot. Now, if they're showing anxiety because they're whining, then we know that it can be a calm spot and we need to help them through that process. Um, the other things that you need to know is if this doesn't work in a day or two, and that's why I'm telling you these stories about other dogs, if it doesn't work in a day or two or three or a week, you're not, you're not a failure. Like that's, that's, this is hard stuff, but it is so totally worth it. Um, you think about that lifestyle that you're setting up with your dog and your dog ultimately will want to form to that lifestyle. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but dogs are often a pretty, the, you know, they kind of mirror their owners in a lot of ways. Now, not in all ways, right? Some dogs are struggling and they feel like they need to lead the way and the owner maybe isn't the leader for them. And those worlds have to come together. That's mostly what we do is we help people bring those worlds together so that they can have the dog that they want. Um, but with a puppy, you should expect from eight weeks to really all the way through 22 weeks that you're working on it and it will get better and better, but then you're going to all of a sudden have a bad day. 
and then it will get better and better and better and then you'll have a bad day and that's just kind of the reality of training a puppy um it's part of the growth with your dog now most of us forget and i think that's part of part of the joy of having not only kids but puppies is we forget the hard times um i think my wife is amazing in the fact that she's i mean she's had seven kids and sometimes I'm like, do you remember like how hard this was? <laughs> but she's just really, really amazing. And um, we love our kids. And part of the reason we love them is because they're they're also amazing. But um, I would be lying if I didn't say that it wasn't a struggle. But some of those things about, um, you know, working and, and teaching and setting boundaries and what we're doing the rest of the day can have a huge impact on our puppies. And on our own lifestyle, if we'll stop and say, all right, what can I do? How am I structuring this? Is everything just loosey-goosey? Every, do whatever you want. Go wherever you want. Pee wherever you want. Um, then it's going to make things harder for us to train that dog. Sometimes people don't have um, support in their household. So there's one person saying, no, this is the way it's done. And another saying, this is the way it's done. Um, that makes it harder and it will take more time, but you'll get there. So stick with it. Um, it is worth your time um, to try and work with them to wait at the door, focus on your day, teach boundary commands, cut down on affection for a while. Don't pick them up so much. Um, be careful with how you touch. Um, touch to a dog a lot of times, well, it feels good, right? So that touch can be, um, if you're picking up that dog a lot and touching that dog a lot, we often say with puppies, you get what you pet. So if they're in a in a intense state of mind, then you're going to encourage that state of mind with that. You're going to say, I agree with it, and it's okay. Just do, keep doing that. And so we want to teach our dogs that affection comes when you're calm, and that will also really, really help in all of the situations. So I kind of rambled a little bit on this, but I hope those things are helpful to you with with your crate training, with teaching your dog to be good in a kennel. Uh, it just makes such a big difference. If they can be good in a small space, then we can start to grant more and more freedom as it's earned. And you'll gain more and more trust and respect and relationship with your dog so that as you start hitting that adolescent stage, it's pretty much a non-issue because you've already worked out that relationship and your dog isn't entitled to the toys or entitled to the space or entitled to... Uh, being outside of the kennel, but takes it as it is and then enjoys the times that there is more freedom that works for them. And you just start to have an amazing uh, decade or more with your dog. So work on crate training. I hope this is helpful and we'll talk to you guys later.